Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hey there, welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. Today is Friday Car Smart, and this episode is all about how we handled it when things didn't go as planned recently. This episode is Brett and I in the car, and I'm recording this right after having turned in my final manuscript for the One Through One book. I think it's important for you to hear, number one, because a lot of times things aren't going to go as planned, and the more you're holding on to that plan, the harder you're going to make it on yourself. Sometimes you just have to deal with it. You got to put your head down. You got to focus and you got to see the finish line and reach it. And then you got to celebrate the fact that you hit that, you hit that milestone. You can't just move on to the next thing. All right. So put your seatbelt on, sit back and enjoy. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Today's episode is all about celebrating your small victories and big victories. You've heard me talk about that before. It's something I didn't used to do, right? 100%. You just go on to the next thing. Now we do it. And it's so much more fun. And I just finished a major one, which was the final edit of... The transcript for the one through one book, which frankly, it ended up being like so much harder than I thought it was going to be, than you thought it was going to be, than every- everybody thought it was going to be. Yeah. You know, and the thing that I struggle with is I don't know if it was so horrible and so hard because I don't know how to write a book fast. I don't know how to edit fast. Like that could be part of it. Yeah, and I think there was a, a structure issue at the beginning, too, where we didn't know like how to, how to structure the book mm-hmm. because we just felt like, oh, we've created this program, this 12-week program, so just let's just make a book. And the yeah. problem with that is they get, well, you've kind of explained it. You know, I don't know if social, I've explained it on the podcast. But you've, yeah, you probably haven't explained it on the podcast, but a 12-week program that gets dripped which means it's given out people the content that i'm giving people is very heavy in science because you learn how to personalize the program for yourself but you can't personalize something unless you have the knowledge and experience and foundation to be able to go okay well if this happens i do that so for in the book i had to figure out like i have to front load all the science because they're just going to start the diet. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not really a diet, but like you change your diet, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So basically the program works. It's proven it works. Uh-huh. People lose weight. People do all kinds of different things on it. They fix inflammation. They fix hormones. All that kind of stuff works. But it's over a 12-week period where they're getting lessons every single week. Right. And they're getting spoon-fed. When somebody buys a book, they don't have access to the program that you need to give them all that information or they'll fail. So that was a big challenge up front that I just could not have anticipated that. So it's like, how do you take 12 weeks worth of, you know, you're going to learn this this week, this this week, and how do you figure out what they have to learn all up front? That was number one. So it did take a lot longer than we had anticipated. And because that, it overlapped other projects. And the way Brett and I have structured our lives and our work is so that we don't 
multitask. Yeah, and the, once you had to step in and write the book and re-edit the book and change everything, that wasn't planned. Right. So we planned out the whole year for 2018 with not having you do this. Yeah. So then when you had to do it, it kind of stopped a lot of projects. Stopped a lot of projects that also, you know, like kind of there was no way around it, right? So it forced me to do something I don't want to do, which is kind of go backwards. And that meant like I did countless staying up till 2 a.m. For the last, I don't know how many weeks, probably... Two and a half, three weeks, for sure. No, for the last six weeks, I've not had a day off. No. Not one day off in six weeks. That is BS. It's BS because... Not because I'm mad about it or it goes against my, you know, work ethic. It's BS because it's not good for your, your health. It's not good for your family. It's not how I want to live my life. And it is avoidable. It's usually avoidable. It's avoidable for us except when you have these situations where you just can't anticipate things are going to go the way they did. So that meant I was doing Marketing Impact Academy, a relaunch of that, a restructuring of all the content, redesigning it, rebranding it, and also doing the book. And what else? I was just thinking about how... What were you thinking about? Well, I was thinking about like if we would have known back in January of mm -hmm. this year is when we first talked to the publisher. Mm -hmm. And if you were going to have to spend a good six months doing this, mm -hmm. I think we would have still done it. It just would have been, we wouldn't have, we would have rearranged a bunch of other stuff. So maybe it would have been easier, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I, I think it would have been a discussion for sure. If we were ever going to like go down this path. I don't think you would have let, let me because like you are so fiercely protective of me being overworked and over I just know I just know that like you know that's great if you if there's an author listening to this and that's how you make your living you you write books for a living we don't write books for a living we write mm -hmm. books because it's gonna help our other program and stuff it'll help the digital you know the the actual 131 program and get the word out but you know we're not book writers I mean that's not what we do. I think people have a misconception about books, too, that you make a ton of money on yeah, books. Yeah. Like, even if you're, like, a best-selling author and you get a smoking deal, you'll maybe make, like, a dollar something, maybe, per book. No, you won't even make that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's not, you don't do it like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm an author and, you know, that's how I pay my bill. Like, some people do, but, like, that's... Rare. Rare, true. And in terms of my use of time, that's how I'm going to get paid the least is 100%. writing a book. 100%. Of all right, of so. our revenue, of all of our multiple revenue streams, mm -hmm. our royalty check from our book publisher will not be in the top 10. Uh-huh. All right. So let me tell you what this has looked like for me, just so I can complain for a second if you guys don't mind. So it meant that I was waking up every day and not going to the office. I was staying at our beach house and I know, oh wow, cry for me, Argentina. But I would stay at the beach house and I would write in like maybe three or four different places and I would write all freaking day. And I don't do that. I mean, I don't work that way because it's not fun for me. I don't, you don't get the best out of me. Usually what I'll do is whatever project we're working on, I carve out a four hour block in the middle of the day where I know I'm the most focused and productive and I do it then. And then, you know, the rest of the day I have other projects I'm going to work on, like a little bit of social media throughout the day. 
a little bit of studying throughout the day, a little bit of one through one throughout the day. But whatever project is the biggest is the one that I spend the bulk of the day on, but never more than four hours. But this friggin' book, I was writing for like 12, 15 hours some days. Yeah, and the problem is, is when you're doing our stuff. What's that mean? When you're doing... MIA or mm-hmm. Smart Success or 131 uh-huh. and we're working all together Team Johnson at the office we set the deadlines and if we have to adjust them we're the boss so right. we can just adjust them you're sitting here writing and you're getting emails three or four a day from the publishers like where is it where is it where is it and that's annoying I know so I did not open my emails for two weeks Kristen my boss the podcast manager also my assistant and like extraordinaire momager she's my momager as well yeah she knows me so she would be like she's like oh god she so knows me and she'd be like okay just and she lets me know if there's an emergency in my inbox and she would be like just so you know they are wondering if you could give them some idea of when you'll be done with this particular edit so this last edit was my last opportunity to go through the book start to finish double check the science double check every word And the reason why I have to double check every word is not because I'm a perfectionist, but because it needs to be right in terms of the brand personality, like the messaging. I want it to have grace. I want people to feel like there's no right or wrong or good or bad and you can't mess this up and it's not hardcore. You can drink wine. You you can do whatever you want, but you're going to do it informed. And so that, I just really wanted to carefully do that. So I, you know, and I was like using Kristen as the middleman and I would say to her, Please let them know. I will get it to them as quickly as I can. I'm working on it 24-7, and I will get it to them when it's right. And that sucked to have to not be able to give them an hour or a day, because I didn't know. I did not know how long it was going to take me. You were good at, you were good at not giving them... A specific like, day. Yeah, they're like, okay, can we get it in two days? And you would just be like, I'm you'll get, you, you, you'll try or whatever. But I, I knew it wasn't going to be two days. It was crazy how I, how much I underestimated how long that final edit would take. I thought, oh, this is like four or five days. No, it took me two solid weeks. You know, seven days a week, 15, 16 hours a day. Yeah, I remember when you were trying to estimate how long it was going to take. Yeah, you gave oh the God, right. you gave the manuscript to my mom oh my to, God, to read right. on the plane. Oh, you're right. Right, and she read in a one hour plane flight. She read like forty some pages or something like that. You're like, oh my gosh, you wanted to just do this for me, and then you were like asking me to do math. math you're like, okay, yeah. so if she did forty pages in an hour, what what does that mean for me? I'm like, I should be able to get this done in seven hours. Yeah. You remember I said that? Yeah. It was seven hours. If, if our original estimate was seven hours, I should have times that by a hundred. Yeah. Because that was, that was um, two weeks ago tomorrow. Yeah. So then it got really pathetic. So then I was like starting to feel sorry for myself because I could feel all the other deadlines piling up. I knew all the things I needed to get to. I knew all the things that are waiting for me. I knew. And I was starting to feel sorry for myself because I don't operate this way and I didn't set my life up this way where I have to do one thing ever like or answer to you know anyone else's yeah. deadlines ever. So that was making me feel a little bit sorry for myself but also motivated me to like bust ass and make sure I didn't do anything. So then I started, I don't know if you realize this, but I started... I didn't allow myself to do the things that I normally do 
almost like as a punishment. Like, okay, like I, did you know I didn't exercise for four days? I know. No, the reason why I didn't exercise for four days is, is almost like to punish three? myself. Okay, three days. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, you don't get to exercise until this book is done. And <laughs> that worked for, like Brett said, three days. And then I'm like, okay, this is dumb. I'm not helping. This is not helping. But also because I would wake up every morning and I couldn't even enjoy my workout because I knew I had hours and hours and hours to edit. You had a you had a Word document crash too. That oh, that, that was horrible. That took four hours. Oh, oh, some of my best stuff, and then my computer or my Word document crashed. I mean, of all things, I don't I don't think I've had a program crash in like six years. That's just just God trying to give you. What he knows you can handle. But you know what? I am, am proud that you did something. I know you said you didn't work out for three days, but the last three days that you didn't work out, yeah, right. In the past, you would have gone to bed at one or two, like you were, and you would have woke up at like six and gone yep. and worked out. Yes. And you forced yourself to sleep to eight, eight thirty, nine yep. o'clock. Yep. And get your six or seven hours of sleep at yeah. least. Then wake up and have your cup of coffee yep. and then go back to the book. Thank you for noticing. I did yeah, prioritize did. my sleep. Yeah, you did. You went workout or sleep and you know from all your Past, brain stuff yep. that sleep is more important. That's right. Yeah, there's a lesson to be learned. There's a takeaway from this podcast. It's not just me ranting. So, you know, I, I turned it in or sent it off last night. I finished my final edit at 11.11. Isn't that trippy? Yeah. So many weird things happen at 11.11 for Brett and I. I didn't even think about it. And then I looked at my uh, the time on my laptop. I'm like, oh, it's 11.11. That's a trip. Okay, so it's done. Woohoo! Like today. Today's the day. Like it's, I'm, we're recording this on Thursday night. And I turned it in today. So I'm pretty excited about that. And then I got to do an interview podcast interview this afternoon with the author of Hangry Girl. You guys have probably read one of those cookbooks. She's done 13 books. Is and it I, Hungry Girl or Hangry? Oh, sorry. I, did I say Hangry? Yeah, that's, that's me. I'm you. Hangry. You're Hangry. She's Hungry. Yeah. Hungry Girl. Awesome. Lisa. Oh my God. I loved her. You guys, she's right up our alley. You'll love her. Anyways, so she's written like 12 or 13 books and I'm like, how? And she didn't make me feel any better because she's like, oh, it's easy. I'm like, <laughs> I think some people are just, you know, they yeah. just they can just knock these books out. Yeah. You know, you're right. Um, it's, not, it's not. How did you feel about this process? I hated it. Because I could tell it was very upsetting to you. So why, I don't why is like it upsetting? When, I don't like when we've designed our life to be in charge to be in charge employ people uh, that's our thing is like we like to lead and have other people do stuff and get them being empowered and like do their job and we like to oversee it and we like to you know wake up in the morning and go okay we really want to just focus on this today you know we always have a plan but but that just got you, you know it's okay to not do that for a couple weeks mm-hmm. but for like six months yeah it starts to get old I want to. You were restrained, but I could tell you were very upset. I knew there was an end. Yeah. So I just focused on that. And then, you know, and then at one point, you know, somebody said to me, you know, if we don't get this thing in, then, you, you know, we might not make our April date. And I said, I don't care. Yeah. What do I care? Right. It comes out in April or it comes out in May or June or July. I don't care. Yeah. Let, I, let and it, I, that's not a threat. That's not a threat to me. Right. 
I agree, and I felt the same way. Like the our editors are, and publisher is amazing, and they were just communicating information. But they're like, if your review isn't done by this date, we won't be able to make our publishing date. We're gonna have to push it. And I'm sure most authors that would really upset them, but I'm like, that's okay. Like. It needs to be right. It doesn't need to be perfect. What I sent to her isn't perfect. If I wanted to make it perfect, I would have spent four or five more days. But I knew what I was sending to her was right. And that's what mattered to me. The but details. We, were, we, weren't, we wouldn't be rude about it. We wouldn't no. say, oh, well, if we don't turn it in, okay, well, then who cares? Then this Right. Base. I mean, we know they're, that they're doing a job, too, and that's what they're doing. I know. It's you just, feel bad about inter- that. Internally, you, you know, I'm just like, okay, that's fine. Then it's not going to, you know. We're not writing this book because our whole 2019 livelihood and, and world revolves around this. That's why we won't do, like, like a, a ginormous book tour. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go tour the country you know well we might do something we'll do some because that's the other thing is a lot of the principles and kind of policies family policies that Brett and I have lived by those policies have been revamped this year because our kids are freaking gone how did this happen we're so young looking I know I feel like we were just driving Brock home from the hospital so slowly so that his little miniature head wouldn't bang around that car seat and I just remember I was like turned around backwards in my seat looking at him and his car seat like five times like go over those speed bumps slower and I feel like that was yesterday everybody that's listening does that with their first child it's like you you bring this child home now you have a responsible it's it's not like a puppy where you know where they're like okay they'll manage yeah with a puppy you, you know like you sleep with them and you you don't want them to cry and stuff like that but with a kid it's just like oh you think you're gonna screw it up yeah I don't think we did though you don't think we screwed it up I mean we weren't perfect but I think we did a pretty dang good job no we figured it out what do you mean no I mean no we didn't oh, mess okay. it up like we, we yeah. figured it out yeah so that's what I've been up to I just wanted to share that with you guys because I think people assume like everything's always smooth sailing and there are times when it gets really rocky and really bumpy and the funniest thing about writing this health book is how unhealthy I felt writing it because I wasn't doing any of my normal routines. There was one night at 2 a.m. that I I had finished writing. I hadn't eaten dinner that night. I was just like, right, 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 get it done, get it done, get it done. And then it was like 2 a.m. I was ready to go to bed, but I, you know, that emotional eating kind of trigger kicked in where you're like, okay, I'm done working. What's in the pantry? What's in the pantry? Yeah, I want to soothe myself. And we don't have to exercise much discipline, Brett and I, because we don't bring junk into our house, which is a real problem when you're looking for junk. Yeah, our pantry is kind of... If you're looking for a, a carb fix in a yeah, pantry, no. it's not There's a good There's nothing thing. good at our house. No. Nothing, nothing junky, and that's a problem. So I start digging through the back piles of our pantry, and I found, like, a box from the summer that had s'more supplies in it and, like, a half a bag of stale marshmallows, and I'm like, You went yes. for it? Oh, heck yeah. Listen, stale marshmallows are better than fresh marshmallows. I don't know about that. Trust and believe. They are the bomb. Um, we do have to, I think, we've told them, but I think publicly we have to give a major shout out to our staff. Oh, to, yeah. Just for like, you know, picking stuff up and not, you know, there's... Amazing. A lot of stuff that team. they, a lot of stuff that they need, 
they need you to do mm-hmm. like you, you know there's certain things that you know whether it's a it's you know for for ads or anything some copy or just reviewing stuff and just everybody just everybody in the office at Teen Johnson and Smart Life just like picked it up and yep. and ran with it and did their you know got their job done and took care yeah, of it. Yeah, that's shit. the other thing that I hope that you'll kind of take away from this cuz I think sometimes people are like I don't know. I know I used to think that like how do these people do what they do? People don't do what they do. They have a team around them that helps. Oh, for sure. And we couldn't do I mean, we couldn't do any of the things that we do without our team. Like unbelievable team unbelievable team we did have a little snafu in the middle of all that which was kind of a bummer we lost a team member but you know these things are it happens it happens right and you just have to look at it as a blessing but that was kind of unexpected and you know we wish her the best but just go to play for a different team yeah it's fine it's all good but anyways without a team like they do like they're so amazing like if you love any of the stuff that we put out it's not because of me i mean i might do the talking but they are just unbelievable i think and you're unbelievable i think well thank you i think that they probably helped a little bit with my anxiety or my um like like i want to i want to strangle somebody who helps you the most there brooke or Kristen? brooke is our vice president and Kristen is as both things both uh-huh. a lot you know Kristen more personally and Brooke more Brooke keeps you in line business stuff <laughs> yeah Brooke keeps me in line Brooke makes but, me be no I mean it just like it didn't fall off like you know where in the past where maybe we didn't have all the right components and the right team members mm-hmm. that you know the first time we went around with the book you know so I think that it probably our, the first book that you wrote Push mm-hmm and I just think now I feel more confident with the group that's there, or, you know, our staff now. Mm-hmm. And things got done, and we did well. And, and it also helps you when you come back. You're not like, oh, my God, we are five months behind. And, you know, the ball has been moving down the field the whole time. Yep. All right, I'm going to wrap this up with two surprises for you. And two things I haven't told other people. Oh, boy. So it's going to be you guys are get to hear the inside juice, so please don't. Please don't start talking about this because it's it's private, okay? So number one is I thought I would share with you like this really kind of interesting little edit that went back and forth on the book, which there's a part where I talk about the benefits of fasting for health. And if you do it the right way and if you're prepared, how it's so much more than a physical Transformation, Like you can have a spiritual and even a mental transformation. I talked about how when I do a three-day fast, I just feel so much more centered, calm, and closer to God, right? And so I have this thing that I'm going to be doing in the book where they've allowed me to write little handwritten notes on the pages, like almost as if when you pick up the book, I've already gone through it and written little things that I want you to pay attention to or little notes to you. And so in that little section, I drew a little arrow and said, shout out to Jesus. And the editors were like, um, you know, that's, you might want to rethink it because you really run the risk of offending your non-Christian readers. And I was like, so? Like, that's like saying shout out to the Eagles because I'm a Philadelphia fan and worrying about offending like no one would say like oh you know you might offend people who aren't fans of the Eagles 
right? So why are we that way about Christianity? I don't or any pe- religion. I don't think people would do that. I think pe- most people that are picking up and reading this book would go, oh, she's a Christian. Okay, cool. Yeah, For and her. I or whatever. Said, you know, like, I just want, and I, listen. It's not that everyone needs to be a Christian. I do believe some Christians are going to have a problem with me for saying that. But I just hope that people believe in a higher power. And so if someone's offended by my higher power. If I was reading a book and all of a sudden there was like a note from the author that like shout out to whatever. Mm -hmm. I'd just be like, oh, cool. I'm not going to not buy the book because of it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not a knock on my publishers. It's just, it's really a knock on society, like how crazy it is that that's the kind of thing that wouldn't make a book because it might offend people. Well, it's going to make my book, even if I have to fight for it. That's number one. Number two, I thought I would tell you that I am for sure doing the audio version of this book because... When I did push, I you know, it's in my words, but I never read it out loud as an edit to see how it sounded. Like, did it sound the way that I speak? And so this final edit of the 131 book, I literally read it out loud so that it reads the way I speak. So that it would make for a very easy audible book. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know. I have somebody for you to talk to about reading the audible book because they did their whole book in like two hours i don't need to hear that kind of pressure geez on that note we better let you guys go (laughs) thank you so much for being a member of this family our pod squad i mean dallas was so off the chain i can't wait to do more of these like can we schedule more of these We're, we're working on it we will get some more booked for 2019 all right you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen, because you guys, it is so freaking fun. Like, so many people come to the event solo and they leave, like, with a best friend for life. It's kind of fun. And the coolest people. And we had a drag queen open up the Dallas show, and I think I might need to do that in more cities. How do you feel about that? Hey, whatever you want, we'll get it done. All right, you guys, you are the bomb.com. We love you. Thank you for being here. And I'll talk to you on Monday. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This edition of The Shaleen Show was brought to you by 131 Movement. Stop dieting. Save your brain. Save your gut. Live longer. Feel better. Stop going on a diet or following somebody else's rules and figure out what it means to have your own diet. Figure out a method that actually serves you, that helps you to be a better version of yourself. Let go of all of this craziness and confusion that surrounds diet and understand the science, the science of one, the study of one. Join the 131 movement today. We're taking back the word diet and getting what we are rightfully entitled to, which is our health. You deserve not just to look amazing, but to feel amazing. I'd love for you to learn more about my personal journey and why this is a true passion for me. I invite you to learn more by going to 131movement.com.